2: 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time.
3: Hey, Hello, everyone. Welcome along to Crunch Time this Saturday. Thanks to our great friends, Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to tow. Julian King with you. Great to have your company wherever you're tuned in. SEN 1170 in Sydney, SEN Q, 693 in Brisbane, 1620 on the Gold Coast. A good afternoon to our friends north of the Tweed and anywhere across the planet via the SEN app. Now, we'd love you to join in on the program. The open line number very much open one one and the text line 0457-736-736. We've got this match going on at the moment. Isla Tomlanovic looks like she may end the career of Serena Williams. It's a set of peace and she's up uh, 3-1 and a break in the third. But we'll get to that in a moment because there was a stack of electricity at the new Allianz Stadium last night. We'd love to hear from you too if you were there. Uh, what was the experience like and, and how did that stadium compare to the old Allianz Stadium? The Roosters coming up trumps 26-16. The earlier game saw the Dogs edge out the Eagles 21-20 at a core. And then on Thursday night, Parramatta submitted their spot in the top four with a 22-14 win over the Storm. And in the NRLW, it was the Roosters far too good for the Dragons. Let's welcome him to the team this Saturday afternoon. He's the Chief Rugby League writer of the Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, and he's a much better Scrabble hand than Paul Kent. Adrian Pashenko is here. Good afternoon, Peschenks. <laughs> good afternoon. Thanks, Yeah, we'll try that again. Good afternoon, (laughs) Prashiks. Good afternoon, Jules. Good afternoon,
4: Maggie. G'day. Were were you there last night? No, unfortunately. um, They tarted it up a treat, didn't they? Didn't it just look absolutely brilliant? And look, there's going to be a novelty factor, at least for a while. But when it's full, um, from all reports, and a couple of my
3: colleagues went there, they said it was top-notch. They well, reckon the tickets are the hottest property in town. Even the Prime Minister struggled. He was a guest of, what, Volandi's in the, in the tab court suite or something, I think I read. So. Well,
4: the yeah. and this is one of those rare occasions where punters actually pay for their rugby league tickets as well. There are so many giveaways, yeah. I think, during the, the regular season, but this was the hottest ticket in town. And we're going to do it all over again, Jules, like uh, South v... Roosters at the same ground next week, probably
3: on Sunday. Um, so yeah, very exciting. Gotta be a belter. Uh, if you were there, like I said, I'd love to hear from you. Now the original Chlorine Bomber, former Port Macquarie Shark, two world <laughs> champion. Chlorine Bomber? We'll <laughs> get to that in a moment. <laughs> Magnus. James Magnuson is
5: good as hell I missed. Oh man, <laughs> if I had a if I had a dollar for every nickname I had, I'd be a rich man. There's a few. The Chlorine Bomber, where did that one come uh, th- from? Are there
3: e- well, <laughs> <laughs> the world record of one hundred meters has been broken by a young Romanian, uh, Popovici. Right? Yeah. Now, I went to his wiki page, and it said nicknames, the missile. So oh, I yeah, I'm him, not happy about and I that. Said, well, that yeah. can't, listen, you can have the you can have the world record. You can't have our man's nickname. No, but that that came up first, and his second nickname was the chlorine bomber. Ah, mm-hmm. um. yeah. So you know, we're just gonna we're just gonna steal it for today. anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well,
5: Popovici has no. Reference to like missile, like Magnus and missile, Papa Beachy. <laughs> Get your own damn So, damning, so I,
3: I sent it to him in a circle of missile. I said, excuse you know what's this about? That won't do it. He writes back, never heard of it. <laughs> 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 oh,
5: I, I, I'm sure I heard an interview or something where he was calling himself the skinny king or the skinny <laughs> skinny lord. Was that it? That's that's a terrible We nickname.
3: play you. We, I'm sure yeah yeah you, yeah. You, the thing about nicknames you never generally confer them upon yourself do you? No. So, somebody gives them to you and they yeah, stick yeah. for better or for worse. And the yeah. more you
4: complain about it the more it sticks. Yeah.
5: Who, who did
3: who gave you your nickname by the way?
5: I'm not I'm not sure. I think it was one of the guys at Channel 10 could have been Howie could have uh been Nicole Livingston was calling at the time um but it was it was half in reference to uh cuz he was Thorpedo. Thorpedo yeah yeah. And uh, they said in the in the call, um, the missile supersedes the torpedo, and that was. And then it stuck. I was very I was very lucky as far as nicknames go. I think that was a good one. Um, a couple of others that got thrown out during my career. So they started calling me Anchorman because I anchored <laughs> the relays. Uh, it's not because you put up on the the area. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm James Magnuson. <laughs> yeah. That was a pretty good one. I liked that one, but that yeah. got overtaken by missile. And mm. then they started. Uh, post that World Champs calling me White Caviar because I went on this big stretch, uh, this winning streak, <laughs> at the same time as Black Caviar. So I got some pretty cool ones, um, but Missile was the one that, that stuck long term.
3: You know, a number of years ago, uh, the broadcaster Alan Jones got this really bad tan. It was the talk of the office uh, back in my old workplace. A fake tan. And we gave him, yeah, and we gave him the nickname, <laughs> No, well, it was a tan because he was performing on a stage show of Annie. Oh, and he was okay. playing Roosevelt in the wheelchair, in the pre- and so he had the, the tan, and, <laughs> and he was very botchy, but, you know, George Hamilton's sort of orange glow. Uh, but we nicknamed him Black Caviar Salmon with Black Spots. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Have <laughs> you ever given any
5: nicknames, AJN?
3: None that I could repeat now. Um, yeah, um, okay. Yeah. You know, it reminds me, like, Roy and H2 famously had all the nicknames of the footy players, and they did that doco on Australian Story, and... And Paul Steeranen says, oh, I was lucky. They call me the Buttocks. Oh, that's pretty good, the Buttocks. You know, And the Brick yeah. with Eyes is one of the great nicknames that yeah. they conferred on Glenn Lazarus. and Backdoor Benny. <laughs> but Benny hated it <laughs> back to this day. Backdoor Benny Elias. Backdoor Benny Lice. Oh, <laughs> no. He hated the nickname and it's just, it's, it's, it's there with you forever. Oh, <laughs> so no. Benny Lice, Oh, Backdoor Benny, yeah. <laughs> Even if they don't know anything about league, they know the
4: nickname. A random oh. Benny Elias uh, stat. He was... The, the goalposts were electrified, for want of a better word, at um, Allianz Stadium. And mm-hmm. it's the first time that it's happened at an NRL game. It happened during the Origin. But his company is responsible for that. So uh, when they black out the whole stadium, yeah, um, what, yeah, it all lights up. It looks fantastic. So he's involved in all of that. So there you go. That's So, a it's, so it's not like the Zing Bales,
3: where when they get hit, they light up. Because no, that would have no. happened like, in 89, of course. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So
4: there's a random Benny Elias fact. mm
3: you know, Leonardo DiCaprio broke up with his girlfriend. He's 47 years of age and she's 25. Yeah. So it got me thinking because everyone's talking about Allianz and the knockdown rebuild factor. So he would have <sighs> wanted to rebuild in back in 2013. So there's a random step for yeah, you. Okay. yeah, 88 plus 25. Anyway, 26 points to 16. The Roosters too good for the Rabbitohs last night. Of course, the opening of Allianz Stadium, 41,906 people. In attendance, and like you said, Adrian, back on deck next week uh, for the elimination final. We think uh, it is going to be on the Sunday. Uh, let me ask you, though, the funny thing about this game, the Roosters looked all over them for the bulk mm. of the game, absolutely mm. smothered them, but but 10 points in the end. If you're a South Sydney fan or player, and, of course, they had no Campbell Graham, no Damien Cook, and then Cam Murray, they lost after about, what, 16 seconds or so.
4: No coach, no Jason Dimitri. No Dimitri, yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. So uh, what do they salvage? from that game last night? Well, firstly, I thought the scoreline flattered them. Um, well, you,
4: you would take that as a South Sydney fan to only lose by 10, mm. given the dominance of the Roosters. Um, the other thing, too, that, that stood out for me in this game was the defensive job that the Roosters did on Latrell Mitchell. Yes. Ooh, yeah. It was a statement. Like, every time he touched the ball, it's like one of those early carries where he started to crab a little bit crossfield, and then mm. Jared ran after him, and then everyone swarmed, and Joey Manu, and everyone was there. Um, but like, look, it was a terrific performance, but it's come at a big cost because it looks like Joey Manu will be out. He's got that calf issue. It was a little bit of like, um, Morris in that famous origin tackle where he'd heard Josh his, had got up and he yeah, ran he'd down got up field, and gone yeah. again. So it was a huge defensive play, but hopefully he didn't, um, Make exacerbate it the, the injury. So at it's the a it's calf, torn It's a calf injury. He's off getting scans today, but the initial, um, diagnosis isn't isn't good like he could he may not he might not play again this year like it it, it could even as well well it could potentially um cruel his world cup chances so we just have to wait and see um but the the roosters
3: are keeping very tight-lipped about it this morning but it's not good he definitely won't play next week You know, it's interesting. I saw a Souths fan on, on Twitter saying, you know, we only went down by 10. We had no Cook and no Murray and no Graham. And then on the flip side, he had a Roosters fan. So we won by 10 without Radley, Collins, Sualee, and Tupo. So that's it. And then Manu, of course. So it's a pretty decent result. And so most,
4: most of those guys are expected to come back. Daniel Tupu from hopefully from a groin uh, next week. Uh, JWH, who didn't um, participate much in that game. He should be back.
3: Uh, Sueli, um, like it's, they're going to be in good, they're going to be hard to beat. They'll have to if they want to win the comp missile. They got to have win twelve in a row. They're at nine yep. at the moment. I, I as, as good as they've been, their form has actually been irresistible. I, I, I can't see it happening. I think they might might just fall short. I think they can win it.
5: Uh, based off the past couple of weeks, I said at the season they were my tip to win the comp, and then I was like, oh, I am an idiot. I know nothing about rugby league, and I was like, Hang on oh, a hang second. On. You
3: backed the dragons to a hilt last week. Yeah. with a great, with a great <laughs> success, I might
5: add. Yeah. Um, I think they can win it. The The reason being... Without uh, Manu? Can they win without Manu? I think they can, yeah. Uh, the The reason I think they can win it is that forward pack. You bring Radley back into that pack, they absolutely bullied South Sydney last night. I was looking at the stats this morning and I saw Jared Warrior hargraves only played 13 minutes. But the impact he had, he basically rattled Luttrell's cage very early on, um, dominated through the the middle of the field, that that first 10 minutes and just set the tone for the rest of the match. And if he and Matt Lodge can continue this same form throughout the final series, I, I think they're, they're up there with Penrith for me.
4: The Sydney Roosters, I believe, haven't lost since the reintroduction of the coach whisperer, Bradley Charles Stiles. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yep. So, so he's, he's come on board and I think that's that's been the catalyst, well, part of the catalyst for their run. And if I can just share one Bradley Charles Stubbs story, I remember talking to yep. him about when he first met Michael Maguire. Yeah. And he said, listen, this is the year that they went on to win the comp. And, and he, he met him there and he said, look, I believe in you. You know, it's all predestined. You know, Expect to win, done, done, done. And then apparently at one point he said to Madge, I am so sure that this thing is done. That you're gonna win the grand final, that if we don't, I'm gonna get a knife and I'm gonna slice off my, my ring finger. <laughs> and then and oh. then Michael Maguire in response allegedly replies, So will I. Instead, what's on that, that ring finger at the end of the year? Premiership ring.
3: Oh wow. True story. Far out. That's good. I like so that. Didn't want, to, didn't want to go the Angus Crichton route. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's thing. If, if your motivation to win a comp is to to maintain your digits, you're probably digging an extra harder training, Great. aren't you?
4: <laughs> But he was he was as Trent Robinson was addressing the the players.
3: You probably saw it on the TV. He was there and he's in the coach's box. So
4: he's in and around wow. the whisperer. Yeah, it was there nice nice scenes
3: at the end too. You know, a lot of booze for Latrell and vice versa. But uh, that Robbo and Latrell shared a nice little embrace on the field after yeah, and, uh, no love lost. Uh, well between the pair that high intensity game. This is the thing. I mean, given that we knew that they were going to finish six and seven, they were going to meet each other next week. There was a suggestion that, you know, do you take the foot off the pedal? Do you rest a couple of Mm. players? But uh, in terms of speed and intensity, it was as good as anything this season.
5: Full bore, full bore. James Tedesco never fails to impress me. He is so fit and just the meters that he was making up through the middle, but they were, uh, they were unrelenting. Um, Based off, I mean, we've still got a final series to play, but I think Angus Crichton's played himself into a starting position in the Australian team. Um, I think Matt Lodge has probably played himself into a squad position in that Australian team. Um, So impressive. Uh, the, The speed of the game, Souths were out on their feet after about 20 minutes.
4: Angus Crichton, over the last six or seven weeks, has been outstanding. Amazing. Yeah.
5: It's interesting so,
4: what, Gilles, what, so if he wins a premiership he's got to find a different finger to <laughs> <he's> on, the <laughs> right. on the other hand. Yes. Oh on the other hand. But, it, but it's interesting the mindset too and I think they were up because of who, you know who they were playing mm. and the fact that it was the opener at Allianz but if you go back to 2009 Parramatta was in a similar situation where in the final round of the season, they had to face the Dragons, knowing that they would face them in the first week of the 2009. finals. 2009,
3: thank you for bringing that up with me. Yes, yeah.
4: and they basically they, – they didn't phone it in, but they just thought, like, we're not going to be able to beat this team twice. It was a really right. hot Dragons team at the time. They said, you know, we're going to go out and we're going to do whatever we have to do in round 25 in the in the final round, and then we're going to flush it, and then we're going to really play again. So they didn't show all their cards, Yeah, and they ended up um, pulling off that, that – Upset off the back of Jarrod
5: Haynes. So, too. Mm. Could yeah. we see South turning it around in a week?
3: Oh, well, let's let's have a look at that. So we talked about the Roosters injuries, uh, Adrian. So South, no Graham, no Cook, and, and, of course, Murray. Murray would have to uh, be at long odds, I would have thought, to play next week. Oh, you think I, reckon, I, reckon, concussion he'll, I reckon he'll play. Do you think he'll yeah, play? Yeah, he'll, play. he'll, play. That's he'll the, play. That's the early male, yeah. He'll, mm. I think he'll play, And which is,
4: is huge for them. Like, if he's yeah. not there, then... Yeah. It, it really tilts way into Roosters' favour.
3: The thing that strikes me about Souths, I think on their day they can beat anyone, but they're still very much relying on Mitchell and a couple of key individuals to fire. Yeah. So it's more based around the performance of a, a handful of gun players on their day, which if they're at the top of their game, they're, they're nigh on unstoppable. Well, they've, they've got enough of them. Damien Cook, Correct. Cody yeah. Walker. Like, well, it, I mean, that back row, right? So you've got yeah. Murray Arrow, Kali Tungi is amongst the best in the competition.
5: Walker was off last night, I felt. Um, he got the he got the cranky pants on towards the, uh, the back end of the game, but I didn't think he had a big game, and uh, Luttrell just didn't quite have his swagger on last night. But do you reckon there's a part
4: of him that just thinks, well, what's the point of getting into beast mode, knowing that yeah, I'm going to save my best for next week, and, yep. and he will. There's no doubt.
5: Um, yeah, he. I I think, in a, to use a Latrell saying, the Ferrari was. Halfway in the gar- garage last night, the Tari Ferrari. <laughs> he did not <the> tar- <laughs> <laughs> again, you know,
3: missile, torpedo, the Tari Ferrari. <laughs> Somehow, I'm not sure that's going to stick. James Cedesco, 275 run oh, metres, two line breaks and five tackles. So gusts, yeah. He he can't not
5: put in in every single play, like, whether Incredible. it's whether yeah. well, top top it's the up field every or, game. Yeah, yeah. I was hearing something midweek. Uh, they were saying. Uh, if Suali'i is to, to re sign and stay and not go to rugby, mm. uh, do they move Tedesco to 5'8 and put Suali'i at fullback? I, I don't think that
4: would happen anytime soon Manu because he's. Player, right? I mean, James yeah. Tedesco is arguably the best player, not just the best fullback in the game, but best probably player. the best player as well. But what a, <laughs> what a problem to have. Like, they've got three absolute world class fullbacks in Mano, Tedesco, and
3: Suali'i. I know we didn't play last night. It's another match point saved by Serena. Uh, 5-1 to Tom Lanovich and and Deuce in that third set. If you're a South Sydney fan, and I know Joey Sawley didn't play last night, are you looking at that thinking, gee, he's the one that got away? Because my understanding is it was uh, a dispute over a a get-out clause for rugby. And and the Roosters said, you know what, have it, because we're so confident that you'll love it here that you won't want to leave anywhere. 100%. And
4: in the end... All that the roosters got in order to, sorry, all that the rabbitohs got back was a one hundred and fifteen thousand dollar transfer fee. Mm. Um, but yeah, what you're saying, Jules, is hundred percent right. And I've spoken to people at the roosters about this. It's like, mate, you put it, you put in whatever your clauses you want, mate, You'll yep. come to Bondi Junction. Yep. You're gonna play under Trent Robinson. You're gonna be one of the, the top four or five teams every single year. You won't want to go anywhere else.
5: The last time I remember this much chat about a young player. Um, was way back at the Bulldogs when Sonny Bill was coming through. Mm. I think he might have debuted again at 17, maybe 18. It's the same sort of chat. They've got the same star appeal. Uh, everything that you see ab- er- er- about Manu just screams like generational talent. Yep. Su- Su- Lee. Yep. Sorry, Su- yeah. Yeah, Sorry, Sulee. yeah. And yeah. the thing
4: is, he's got obviously the, the leap and all the glamour plays, the highlight stuff, but I think what's most impressive – particularly given his age, is that he rolls his sleeves up. Like He yeah. does, doesn't does shirk his work defensively. He loves a tough carry. He does all the little things. He backs up. That's He's on the path to superstar. Yeah,
3: no they, they, they identified him as a talent so much so that they are prepared to bend the rules to usher him into the yeah. game early. The funny thing is that they didn't need to. He's not the sort of player like a Sam Walker who kind of burst on the scene and looked magic from day one. But you felt you know, with a handful of games under his belt, he was just going to develop into a, a world-class well, football.
4: Well, you so. say they didn't need to. I mean, there was a feeling, there was serious interest from rugby yes. at the time. Um, and they, look, it's going to happen, what, maybe once every 10 years that, that mm. someone as a 17-year-old gets through. And rugby league didn't, didn't want to take that chance. And that's why Peter Volandi's, you know, invoked or or, or bent the rule for him.
5: Question on uh, Um Let's pretend you're a 19-year-old kid and you get offered – ten million dollars. I always provide a nineteen year old. You get offered ten million dollars for five years for probably less impact on your body, um, a longer career. Um and a few, you know, the rugby are touting that it's there's a what is there, a World Cup or or all, yeah. all these different things. It's a global
3: things. game and get to see all the yeah. other cars, yeah. Which yeah, yeah. to be fair is is a pretty decent oh, thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's, totally I'm,
5: cool. I'm still
4: Skeptical about this ten million dollars. Oh, you though? don't like, think it is ten million? Do, do, do you I reckon don't... rugby has got ten million dollars lying around no, in a rugby... bank
3: vault somewhere? Like... A lot of rugby types have said that that figure is off the mark. Oh, I, really?
4: I reckon that's
5: totally overstated.
4: I think that's, it'll go that's a ridiculous figure. I think
3: you'll go at some point. I you think you'll go? Uh, no. Well, I don't know about now, but it could be in five years. If time I was
5: uh, if I was Rugby Australia and I'm picking my guy for the World Cup. Just the way that rugby is played and, and the type of player he is, I'd be going harder at Burton than Suali'i. Because um, Suali'i would play, what, fullback? Maybe outside centre? If you got Burton playing fly half with that boot on him, with the rugby ball that you can kick further anyway, he could be anything in rugby. Does he have rugby pedigree, Matt Burton?
4: No. Not that I'm aware no. of, no. Having this conversation with Matt Rogers a little while ago, I said, if yeah. you're Rugby Australia, who are the two or three guys that you target and you think that yeah. are worth the investment? And he said, you know, if you want the sort of impact that when they went for Takiri himself, Sailor, Sailor mm. etc., it would either be Joseph yep. or it would be... Will P- Penasini's not quite there. He said the other one would be like Caelan uh, Ponga, but Caelan Ponga is already committed to the end of the 2027. All, didn't
3: he say he'd play for the All Blacks if I played for any rugby side? Well, yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Willie Mason's said that too. But still you just before we get to a break. And this is a wild third set, by the way. Now advantage yeah. Serena. So Tom Lanovich, from my count, I think has had maybe four match points and Serena's had two break points and then she just put that... Long over the baseline is back to juice. So I don't know how many juices you had, but it's uh, just on uh, no one wants to win it, no one wants to lose
5: it. Tom Lenovich's sponsor there, the little
3: penguin. What's that brand? Penguin. That's called Penguin. Yeah, Cam Smith, the golfer. Basically, <laughs> every kid in my era who played, say, under 10s cricket all wore the Penguin shirt. Yeah, you know, I, white, used, I remember I remember having a, a white polo
5: that, with a Penguin.
4: That on. was our school
3: uniform. The Penguin oh, shirt. For sports days we That's right. and stuff, we used to wear the Penguin shirt. Penguin, uh,
5: I didn't know they sponsored tennis. Is I that because that. she's not I think it's just generic, uh, like, it's
3: a generic like It's no Nike. Yeah, no, mm. but I mean, Cam Smith's top tier and he wears the Penguin.
5: Oh, good point.
3: Yeah.
4: Actually, I'd, I'd like Missile to describe what Serena's wearing. How would you... That's, that's a uh, like serious a, get
5: up. Like a black tutu <laughs> with a, a gold studded bra. <laughs> it's a full on get up. I, I think she designs her own stuff, doesn't yep. she? And doesn't yes. she
4: come in wearing a cape when she first comes onto court, and then
3: she sort of disrobes, like sort of, it's, it's like Batman or something. sort of, yeah, Zorro. style. Zorro. Yeah, uh, 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 <laughs> in there, Serena has her own clothing line, which yes. is, I think, called Aneris, which is Serena backwards. Um, it's true. Oh, I don't think mm. I'm making it up. There just, just a quick word on on Sueli before the break. And so he went to the the King School, as did Will Penicini, mm. and a couple of mm. mates of mine, teach there. And he asked him a few years ago, you know, this tug of war was happening between the two. Rugby codes, and he says, Look, I'm leaning to league because, and this is Valandi's point up, I get to touch the ball more. Yep. Uh, it's a pretty decent selling point,
4: the, I think. I mean, the other thing about his little stint at Kings, too, was that during that final season, he was given a full rugby scholarship, which yeah. I think if you're a boarder, it's up around like probably sixty or $70,000, yeah. yet he wasn't actually playing for them because South wanted him saved up for themselves. Yeah. That's a, lot, that's a big investment for a guy yeah. on a rugby scholarship to not but play look, rugby look for Look how you. many times we've said the name King School now.
3: Talk about not there's touching it, the, the ball. He, the he went a whole season not touching the yeah. ball. <laughs> <laughs> King School, it's where uh, a former radio host by the nickname Black Caviar taught many, 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 many years ago. And Will, Will Penicini, who <laughs> used to be been a superstar for Parramatta, was a uh, part of that. Well, he's King School alumni along with Suali'i, And A oh, quick story before the break, so my friend was teaching him. And, he, and they were at this... Um, this camp, like the high ropes camp, you've oh to, yeah, and you got to wear helmets and stuff. And so, yeah. what are you got? He started writing his name in the back of the helmet, and he says, and the teacher goes, "Sir, what are you, what are you doing?" Oh, sorry, sir, I just got a bit carried away. I was just sort of marking my territory. You know, right? You're gonna have to pay for that. Yeah, you're no drama. He says, do you, "Do you mind if I just probably best if you just complete your surname because he'd written Will." but he hadn't finished the INI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put that helmet on right now. Will Penis. <laughs> 0457 736 736. Another match point for Isla Tomlanovic. I reckon we take a break. She'll probably win it, but we'll have to do that right now. This
4: game has been going 15 minutes. It has. Oh, uh, wow.
3: You are on Saturday crunch time, and there it is. She's won Serena it. Serena puts it in the net, and that brings down the curtain on arguably the greatest career, certainly, of the of well, you could argue men's or women's, in tennis history. Isla Tomlanovic, the Australian has 1756761 wow. third round at Arthur Ashe Stadium to rapturous applause. And uh, what can you say about what was that stadium that called? Arthur Ashe. <laughs> what? Arthur Ashe. Arthur Ashe. Oh, I thought you were saying Rash. I was like, jeez, that's a rough. Well, zone, speaking of, i have got something to show you in the break. <laughs> we'll take one of those right now. Saturday crushed.
2: 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. This is NRL Crunch Time. Magnuson and
3: I'm Julian King. Great to have your company on SEN this Saturday afternoon. The text line number 457 736, 736, and as the news we brought to you just before the break, uh, Isla Tomlanovich has defeated Serena Williams in her third round clash at the US Open Centre Court Arthur Ashe Stadium. Uh, plenty of tears, and that brings down the curtain on the career of, well, the GOAT, really, Serena Williams. 23 Grand Slam singles titles. Quite phenomenal missile. Here's a bit of what she had to say to Pam's driver afterwards.
0: Serena, this has been your stage. This is your moment. What would you like to say to your family, your friends, and all the millions of fans that are watching you around the world?
2: Um, Oh, my God. Thank you so much. You guys were amazing today. I I tried, but I would just play it a little bit better. Um, Thank you, Daddy. I know you're watching. Um, Thanks, Mom. Oh, my God, um... Uh, just thank everyone that's here, that's been on my side so many years, decades. Oh, my gosh, literally decades. Um, But it all started with my parents, and they deserve everything, so I'm really grateful for them.
3: You know that we'll hear plenty more from Serena and uh you know all the tribute pieces will be written. Uh, Nick Curios also on court set point to go two sets to love up. From one go to another. Well, from one goat <laughs> to, another. <laughs> to another. Yes. well his ex-flame Mila Tolanovic, was the one that ended Ah, uh, there Serena you go. All right, ah, I've got a question for you too. Hit quickly.
5: Serena Williams net worth US dollars, closest oh. ten million wins.
3: Oh, and that includes all her endorsements. Endorsements her. plus oh. career winnings. Let's go. 500 mil. Adrian? 501 oh. mil. <laughs> <laughs> Your price is right, bastard. <laughs> two,
5: 250 US million. Okay. Uh, 94 US million in prize money
3: from the w to eight, WTA. Wow. Okay. So that's two. Uh, I was talking Australian dollars, by the way. So uh, 250. Pretty close. About three, yeah, so yeah. I reckon we're pretty close. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. close to five or mil. Uh, it's a
5: decent career, isn't it? Decent wow. career. It's pretty handy. And yeah. she'll
3: keep earning too.
5: Yeah, absolutely. With
3: the wonderful Aneris clothing line. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, we spoke about Matt Burton before the break. Uh, he missed it. Well, he shanked a shot to win the game, and they were behind pretty much the entire match. But it's a nice way for the Doggies to, to finish off the season. They won 21 points to 20, courtesy of a field goal, uh, just before Golden Point. You know, this is a thing. Oh, we just want to end the season. We have yeah. to play oh, yeah. another 10 minutes,
5: and, and that's what they did. I think you just want to kick off that Mad Monday, right? <laughs> um, from my experience with football players, Mad Mondays a thing, but it starts as soon as the last game finishes. <laughs> nice. They don't wait till Monday. Nah, they don't wait till Monday. That's the biggest myth. I've seen a few of the players on a Saturday or a Sunday, and I'm like, well, what's happening? And they're like, well, we've got Mad Monday coming up, but this is the lead-in to Mad Monday. So you want to kickstart that weekend of partying, right? And that's what the Bulldogs did. They had the Friday night game, so now they get Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, and Mad (laughs) Monday. (laughs) So it's a full-on... it's a full-on festival of celebrations for the Bulldogs boys, but and they get to send out a couple of players that have been at the club for for a number of years as as winners.
4: Yeah, they've got a chequered history with Mad Monday as well. Yeah, don't <laughs> the they? telescopic. <laughs> do well, Adam, Ellie, not there do anymore. Do not Why play, Sweet yeah. Caroline, whatever you do.
5: <laughs> but the, Boys, be, go on a boat. On a boat where there's no prying cameras, I'm telling you. International orders. That's yeah. what we want. Well, it's like some it's, of the rock
3: concerts now where you know, artists make you check your phone into lockers. You can't bring phones in. Oh, that's a yeah, good rule. Yeah.
5: yeah. Um, so don't do the Kevin Proctor and film yourself. For a starter. <laughs> and then post it yeah. yourself. They're
4: not the brightest stars in the
3: sky, some but of these the, plays, are they?
4: It's, it's interesting. I did a yarn during the week where the NRL have this index called the Net Promoter Scale, and basically this speaks to what fans think of the game. They do this big yeah. survey, and a lot of it um, speaks to off-field behaviour. Yeah. And for the most part, the, the gremlins have been pretty good. Like, like yeah. it's sort of they've – the last 12 months, there wasn't a lot of scandal – and apparently, this net promoter score absolutely fell through the uh, floor in the preseason leading up to 2019. It was when yep. there were all of those um, different scandals, whether it was Dylan the Sitch- Lapal, uh... there was um, Hayne de Bellin, there was a whole oh, lot yep. of stuff going on. It was ugly. And apparently, it was like a negative score. And at the moment, it's a, at one of the highest. It's like 20% up of where, where it used to be uh, this time last year. But all it takes is a couple of scandals it, and it'll yeah. go all the way down. So it's
5: have fun, but do it in privacy. So the NRL give any directive to the clubs about what can and can't happen on Mad Monday? No, I think no. that they, they, they shouldn't send them have to go. really. I mean, yeah. it's,
3: it's pretty straightforward.
5: Yeah. yeah, realistically, if you're, and this is probably what will happen in years to come when, you know, the game continues to grow, send your players to a country where NRL's not well known. <laughs> Albania, like when you see them getting in trouble in Bali and stuff, you're like, "Hello, it's just it's a <laughs> mini
3: Australia." Yeah, it's on the doorstep. You're send right. Send
5: them, send them to Vegas. No one will look twice at them. Well, no, no one will gets, know who they are. That gets
3: back. Well, Aussie Rules fans or Aussie Rules players have been sent to Vegas. Remember the former West Coast Eagles player Chad Fletcher, part of that gun team. You had Judd and Cousins and Fletcher right. and and, yeah. uh, and Daniel Kerr, Sam Kerr's brother, and he was clinically dead. Like in he had Vegas. to be revived. Yeah. You know, so that sort of news will get back to <laughs> What happens in Vegas doesn't always yeah. stay in Vegas. Yes. Which is very, very true. Uh, old Bulldog on the text line says, Hey, Misa, a great way for the Dogs to finish the season last night. I think they must keep Matt Burden at all costs. And I was really pleased to see Kyle Flanagan fitch on, fit, finish on such a positive note after a horror start to the year. Uh, what are your thoughts for next year? I
5: think it's all positive. So I went to the Bulldogs in business lunch the other day. And it's the first time I've done an event with the club, probably, or probably since the start of COVID. Yeah. And you had uh, Arthur Laundy there, Gus there, Burton there. Like, they kind of rolled out all the big names. And it just had this feeling of, all right, this is a, this is a power club back, making moves, um, headed in the right direction. So I'm feeling really positive about next year. One thing I'll say on last night's game, uh, Pengai Jr. was dropped last week, brought back in the team this week. I think ran for 180, minute, uh, 180 meters, offload to score the try, Um, the biggest problem I think with Pengai Jr. has been game time. They keep saying his stats are down, they're this, they're that. I'm looking at his numbers and he's playing 20 minutes. Mm. I'm like, put the guy at prop, throw him out there for at least 40 minutes. He can't shirk responsibility when they're kicking off to him. Uh, If you throw him in the action, sure, he runs hot sometimes, but if you throw him in the action, he's not the the kind of guy that will shirk responsibility. I just think we've really got to learn how to use Pengai Jr. properly and I don't want to offload him to another club.
4: Speaking of offloads, he needs to limit those and just have a run first mentality. And when he does, yeah. the offload will come naturally. It's when yeah. he tries to do
5: stuff. Get too that fancy. Yeah, get yeah. Too f-
4: you want him to just roll up his sleeves and run
5: hard and fast. That's and why I think it. you play him at prop. Not at lock, not in the back row. He's a, I think he's a prop. I think he's got 40 good minutes in him. And that's all you need. Don't try and get 80 minutes out of him on an edge. And that's when I think he gets a little bit fancy when they put him on an edge.
4: Yeah. What are your thoughts, Missile, about potential halves partners for burden next year? Cause obviously Kyle Flanagan has improved since he's been reintroduced into the side. Yep. We know that, um, the club's interested in a couple of dragons. So there's the Jaden Sullivan thing that's been bubbling yep. away in the background for a while. Yeah. Um, The Ben Hunt thing, I think that's a ploy to try to get Yes, to try to get Jaden Sullivan out of the club. Mm. There was some talk about, you know, potentially even Cameron Munster was on their radar. Um, thoughts about who you would like to see in the number seven next year?
5: I heard an interesting quote from Todd Payton uh, around Tom Dearden. He said, when Tom Dearden got to the club in Cowboys, he was a shell of himself. And my whole job was bringing back his confidence. And once his confidence back was back, the form followed. And he's gone on to be an origin player this year. I just get the feeling with Flanagan, it's a similar scenario. His confidence must have been absolutely shot. Heading into this season, you know, reports that he wasn't even training with the first grade squad. Barrett refused to pick him, didn't even play him in the trials. I think he was the third or fourth string halfback. He finally gets a chance in the team towards the back end of the year. And did he set the world on fire? No, he didn't. But he, he did a job. And I just get the feeling that maybe it's it's a similar issue to what happened with Dearden. In saying that, I think we we definitely need a plan B, and for mine, that would be Jaden Sullivan from the Dragons. Um, different type of player to Flanagan, but I think could still complement the team. Um, and I think with the steady hand that uh, that Reed Marnie brings from dummy half, you, you don't um, you don't need that same game managing halfback potentially because Reed Marnie offers a kicking option as well and can probably steer the team around the park a bit more than say a Marshall King can. Um, but everything I'm saying here right, is all positives. It's it's like cream on the top stuff right now. We're going, we're trying to go from 12th to eighth, not from wooden spoon up into contention. So it's it's a much better position to be in. It's
4: interesting that when Trent Barrett wanted to bring Cole Flanagan into the first grade side, he had to go to Phil Gould and knock on his door and ask for permission. That won't be happening with Seraudo. He no. will be he will decide who plays and where and when, and there won't be any of this. You know, needing to you know, ask the boss or whatever else. He will be the boss yeah. when it comes to all of those team selections. So,
3: Yeah. Oh, look, if anything, I think Flanagan's confidence was shot last year.
4: Right. He,
3: yeah. to, to come from a rooster's system, you know, and he's he's posting a, a shed load of points into the bulldog, it, it was a hard thing to mentally adjust to. Yeah. Uh, without question. Uh, just a quick word on the Sea Eagles uh, before we get to the break. I mean, they were well and truly in final <coughs> contention. Of, of course, uh, you know, the, the pivotal moment of the season, the pride jersey, it's all gone downhill uh, since then. Uh, a few whispers around Des's future at the club. I'd be stunned if you'd let Des Hasler go, because I can't see who was a better option at the moment at Manly than Dez. Well, Des. well there's, there's no question that he's going to start the year.
4: He's contracted. But in order for him to have gotten an extension automatically, yeah. he had to make the eight, and that hasn't happened. And he and his manager have been agitating for an extension nonetheless. And Scott Penn has actually just flown in from the US, the uh, chairman and co-owner, yesterday. So there'll be talks with Uh-oh. Dez's manager to talk about what that succession plan looks like. But I reckon if if you're the Manly Seagulls, you're not going to extend him. You're going to want to see how that plays out for the next you know, six, seven weeks uh, of 2023 before you make any sort of decision with Tom Travojevic back in that side. Who,
5: who would they possibly replace him with? So
4: there's a guy there, Maggie, who's very well regarded, a guy called Steve Hales. He's an assistant. Um, I'm hearing a couple of the other assistants could be on the move to other clubs. Um, the Fultons, particularly Bob Fulton, had a really high opinion of Steve Hales. He's worked in a few different systems. He's been in the Parramatta system, he's worked at Westfields. A lot of those young guys that we're seeing, um, like your Ola Kulatus and Saabs, et cetera, et cetera, they've all come through under him, like when okay. he was looking yep. after the Blacktown workers. So when you say there's no one in their system that, that could do it, he's potentially one guy that, that would be considered and he's got a, a big rap on him. Is he
3: Manly's version of Cameron Serraldo?
4: Well, potentially. Yeah. Um, and again, what this I think he's part, you know, the conversation is someone like him when it's time for Des to move on. But the question is, when is it time for Des to move on? It won't be won't be now. He'll certainly get first crack at 2023.
3: 0457 736 736. That is the text line number. You're on Saturday Crunch Time.
2: 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. This is NRL Crunch Time.
3: A very happy Parramatta supporter, and a Bulldog supporter for that matter, in the studio, Adrian Braschenko. Uh, James, the missile chlorine bomber Magnuson. I'm Julian King. Great to have your company. Saturday crunch time. Ben <laughs> uh, Seven. You don't get to choose, mate. So, uh, Thursday night it was a belter, and they showed their hand. Parramatta, uh, 22 points to 14 over Melbourne. It was look. The scoreline didn't reflect how dominant uh, Parramatta was. Of course, no Jerome Hughes a big out, but they are an infinitely better side with Mitchell Moses in it, and Dylan Brown is in career best form.
4: Yep. And the other X factor for Parramatta, I thought, was Regan Campbell-Gillard. He played 50-odd oh, yeah. minutes or something in the front row oh, yeah. in a game of that intensity Freddie and Freddie watching? Freddie! <laughs> oh, hey, hey, hey. Freddie. <laughs> yeah. he, he was just phenomenal. So he's run for about 163 metres. Junior Paulo's cracked the 200 mark. Like, what a one-two punch that is. And then you've got guys like, you know, Madison and Nia Kora to come off the bench. Like, they can... They can shake this thing because they've beaten all of the top sides. Oh. The, the bogey team for them, the the one team they don't want to run into is South, who've beaten That's them. That's their bogey team. Six times in a row they've beaten oh, them, wow. and they've I beaten thump, them. They concede thirty, they've don't Beaten man. them really comprehensively. So. In a way, playing Penrith, I'd, I'd rather see them play Penrith than, than the Rabbitohs. Isn't that
5: interesting how that just works out? You get a bogey side. So they beat Penrith twice this year. They beat Melbourne twice, and yeah. Souths is their bogey team. The
4: the, the issue there is their edge defence, and particularly uh. one with the left edge, you know, player with Cody going nah. down that flank. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's. But but I, th- I thought that was actually a real big improvement um, in their performance against the Storm in that couple of times, like, Wunger often runs in off his wing and tries yeah. to fix a problem that's not his. And Will Pennicini pulled off a couple of big try-saving tackles. He trusted Will to get the job done, and he did it. And he didn't,
3: you know, create an overlap by running in. So that that was a real positive for the Eels. Yeah, they seem like a front-running team, don't they? Like, once they get momentum, they're hard to run down. that beautiful ball, too, by Gutho just floated that long ball to Cebo.
4: Yeah, that was absolutely. A, yeah. And, and I think the the X factor, the other X factor is Dylan Brown. Like he's probably the most improved player in the NRL this year. I think he started to mature. Yeah. Um, he's got a wonderful combination with Sean Lane, with and without the ball. And uh, Sean Lane's a bit of a mentor to him and, and sort of does a bit of coaching and gets into his ear on, on and off the field. So, yeah, that they... They could make a run.
3: Just strong on the left, you know. This is what I like. You simplify it. Remember they shifted lane from left to right. It sort of didn't work, but Dylan Brown's a natural left side player, so just give him some space, run the ball, bam, use that big left step. Oh four five seven, seven three six, seven three six. Kirios six four, six two, and about to go up a break in the third against Wolfen Earlier. Isla Tom Lanovich ended the career of Serena Williams in three sets at Arthur Ashe Stadium.
2: 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. This is NRL Crunch Time.
3: Adrian Bechego, James, the chlorine bomber Magnus, and I'm Julian King. Great to have your company this Saturday afternoon on SEN. Time to catch up with our great friend Simon Orchard from thedogs.com.au, the home of Greyhound Racing, is on the line right now. G'day, Simon. G'day, boys. I'm a bit flat today, fellas. Why?
1: Well, the start of the year, Mm. the Brisbane Broncos, my team, we were basically Cinderella. And then all of a sudden, Kevy came along, the fairy godmother. He turned us into this wonderful team. And it's almost like we've hit midnight just in the last couple of weeks, and we've reverted back to our pumpkin status, and I reckon today... <laughs> eight, for us, I reckon might even be the ugly sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, well, what's gone wrong? Like, we've, we were flying, and I just kept thinking, oh, I don't want to buy into it, I don't want to buy into it, and then all of a sudden, as soon as I flick the switch and think, you know what, maybe we are a good team, uh, we, we go back to what we were doing last year, and it looks like we need a miracle to qualify for the finals today. A couple of weeks ago, I thought we were going for the top four, but there we go. You'd
3: have yeah. to you ask. should put Tyson, yeah, yeah, Tyson. Tyson Gamble about that. He might have some uh, <laughs> thoughts. Uh, I think Kevin actually mentioned your name at the captain's run too, so I'm going <laughs> to leave it at that. Hey, uh, Listen, the million-dollar chase ramping up. Uh, we got Goulburn and Richmond finals yesterday, and uh, Zipping Kyrgios called the boy over. Ooh, Zipping cool. Kyrgios. I'm yeah, right. absolutely. In, who's up two sets to love and a break, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, both Curios is doing really
1: well, boys. Look, the writing wasn't on the wall for zipping Curios, but he's getting older. There's a stud career potentially beckoning. He's sort of done it all in the game. And Minnie Finn, his trainer last night, you should have seen, we've got some footage on thedogs.com.au on our socials if you want to go and have a look. She was overjoyed. And uh, it was a bit of a stick it up, yeah, sort of moment after the race. A lot of people have written him off and... It was a really hot field. It was a field that honestly could probably be the million dollar chase final uh, in a couple of weeks' time. And Zipping and Kuros just trademarked towering over the top late to win that heat, uh, to win that regional final, sorry, and go through to the semi final. So, wonderful win from him. And Goulburn, there was a boil over down there as well. The queen of the track, she's a pearl, the defending champ. She finished fourth. So, she missed oh, out. No, she's not, she's not in the semi finals. The first time she's lost a race since January. Uh, and as I said, defending champion, look, she's still got one more chance to qualify. She can go to the Wentworth Park Preludes uh, next weekend and she'll have a chance to qualify through there. But we don't know. This might be it. I don't know if she's going to come back and race. She hasn't seemed herself since having a big break mm. uh, and she's got nothing more to prove. She's won $1.3 million. So why would you risk her? She's got a breeding career beckoning. Uh, but who knows? We might see her again. We might not. It'd be a real shame. Yep, if
3: we now, don't. Uh, tips for Wentworth
1: Park tonight, Simon? Yeah, look, we got two. Race five, number two, Turbo Cash. I'm just checking the markets now. He opened at $5. He's now three seventy. So, look, uh, I still like him, but I don't like him as much as I did at $5. Bucks. Mm. Um, he's a good dog. The, the favourite, he's grand. I think I've tipped on the show before or one of these one of your SEN programs during the week, potentially. And he's let us down at Wendy Park. So, I reckon we can take him on and Turbo Cash can get the money. That's race five, number two. And then race six... Number 1 mortified, she's a beauty. She's $2.40. The favorite Zipping Novak is $2. He's in box 2. She's in box 1. She ran at Dapto last week, guys, and she she absolutely beat up on group 1 quality greyhounds. This is a 5th grade event tonight so she comes back in grade she's a dog on the rise she's won six from eight i really like her really love her trainer and i reckon she's going to win as well race six number one at wendy park tonight
3: sounds good thank you simon from the dogs.com.au the home of everything greyhound racing in new south wales a one hour down one hour to go the text line number we'll get through those after the break 0457 736 736 you are on saturday crunch time
2: 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. This is NRL Crunch Time.
3: Yeah, welcome back to the second hour of the program. Keep those texts coming in. We're gonna rip through as many of those as we can in the final hour. O four five seven seven three six seven three six. And if you want to chat to Missile or to Adrian, don't be shy. 1300 One 1170 Thanks to our great friends at iZuzu. Now we have the Warriors and the Titans, Mount Smart Stadium. Uh, that game from at 2 o'clock. You'll we'll hear our New Zealand called Sam Hewitt and Tony Kemp. Uh, look, Warriors fans an absolute blockbuster. 5 p.m. Uh, Geelong Cats, <laughs> Collingwood, and then Frio Western Bulldogs. So that's what you're going to hear on AFL Nation right here on SEN. Now, it's the Penrith Reserve Grade team, Adrian, mm. up against the Cowboys. Now, the Cowboys win, put the pressure on Cronulla, uh, but you think Cronulla will be too strong for Newcastle, and they'll have the home final, which, you know, they're not a great travelling side, North Queensland, but... If you're a Dolphins fan, you get a little peek at Isaiah Katoa. But more broadly speaking, this topic of resting has come up. i got no issue with it. I mean, if, if you can't move the needle anymore, you've locked in the minor premiership. Well, well, why not? You've earned that right.
4: Yeah, 100%. And I think if the Cowboys had had, had their time again, they probably would have named a reserve great side as well. I, I, I still think that the Roosters and Rabbitohs, I know it was a big occasion – but both of those clubs, like, it was just more more risk than reward. And you can see that now with Joey Manu probably not going to play again potentially yeah. for the rest of the year. I would have – it was too late because they'd already named their teams, but
3: I, I wouldn't have named the full-strength side if I was them either. Hard thing to mitigate against, though, isn't it? You know how do you balance injury prevention? Well, Panthers with, are doing you know, it pretty well. Oh, well yeah, <laughs> I mean that is named thirteen reserve graders. Yeah, you know, a lot of um, this was big in the NBA resting players, and everyone started doing it. So the NBA came in and said, "We're going to find you hundred grand if you're resting fit players for nationally televised games." Hundred grand, so, but, but yeah. the, And then the, clubs are go. Oh no, he's just got a bit of a. They just BS their way But, yeah. but it's it,
4: yeah. also it's a it's a twenty five round competition plus a semi finals. It is the yeah. most brutal um sport on earth and it and it is such a long season and you have to manage your, your players all the way through and it's like you know it, in baseball do you just have your best pitcher pitching all the time you, of course you manage them all through the season and that's what these clubs are doing and they've earned the right to
5: just something uh i just wanted to touch on quickly before i get it forget about it uh simon orchard said something just before oh. reminded me of the commentary around uh Around my career towards the end. Uh, oh, they just I don't, spoke about I, you know what, I made a note to mention this great mind <laughs> said please. Uh, <laughs> he said uh <laughs> it's a it's an ageing athlete who's had a great career and has a beckoning, studding career ahead of him. Oh, <laughs> I literally wrote, oh, it sounds uh, like Twilight
3: of chlorine, Bomber's career, uh, <laughs> oh, career. You beat me. You beat me in the punch. Well. That's very funny. Well. Well, if you want to have a punt at Winnie Park it's, tonight. It's funny
4: that you heard that and I heard something totally different. Was, uh, well. Race six, number one, mortified at 240 and race five, number two, turbo Just i race six, number one. I'm mortified that you've just come up with that.
5: <laughs> <laughs> just quietly for everyone listening, Simon Orchard has been on fire. I've been following his tips and it's been
3: very profitable for the last, probably the last three weeks, I think he's been on. So, what do you like today? Out of those two, that are you going to back them both, Mortified and Turbo Cash? Mortified, I like the most, just looking at its recent yeah. form. I like a yeah. red, two I like a number one. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. 0457 736, 736 Does Missile have his dog's jersey on today? Uh, no. It's not the sort of thing that you'd probably parade at the end of the season. <laughs> well, sort of, well, it has been. He, he he
4: turned up at the Parramatta game uh, with his dog scarf, and then he put it under his shirt as you <laughs> There's always one as
3: like random sounds guy. You know, you get random yeah. dogs yeah. guy. Yeah. You know, years ago I was at the uh, Basilica in um, Vatican City, and there was a dude with his dragon's jersey on. I kid oh, you, wow. know, I took a photo. I said, if ever there's a plate for a saint, it's probably at a a, a, a large cathedral. But random dragons guy. Right. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. is a, a, a
5: random thing from my career. Randomly, I was I was racing in Italy one year in Rome and the organisers of the event came and said to me, would you like to meet the Pope? <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. So they said, oh, look, it's going to be when the finals are on tonight. So you'll miss your final, but we'll, we'll take you to the Vatican <laughs> to meet the Pope. <laughs> and I was umming and ahhing. And I was like, oh, do I want to miss my race? You know, and it it's was a story. cash, it was a cash meet. And I was like, ah, you know what? I'll do it. So they took me to the Vatican City with uh, about four or five other swimmers from around the world, into the back of the Vatican City, into the, this private little chapel thing, and uh, I got to meet the Pope. Wow.
4: You're
3: kidding. Shook
5: hands with him and everything. Yeah. I got photos
3: of it. Was it Benedict? Or it's was the it current the, guy. The, yeah, okay. That's yeah. interesting, yeah. yeah the random start, the random opportunities. you the Pope.
5: The random opportunities you get wow. through swimming. Um, Are you Catholic? Yeah, I am. Are you? yeah. and okay. I was – was, So am I. I was going to, I was going to dog it because I was like, ah, oh, I'd I, I think I'd rather do this race, and then I was like, ah, no, nah, I better do it. And I told Mum and Dad after I said, oh, you, you never guess what I just did. I just met the Pope. I said I was thinking about not doing it, and they're like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so to, to, and I
3: wanna, did he did he give you a blessing and all that sort of stuff? And, and no, did he have an interest we, in swimming? Or, we shook no? hands
5: and he spoke in. Uh, not English and not Latin. Italian, yeah. whatever, whatever he speaks. And they also did like a little mass for the people that were there. And, uh, it was really boring actually, cause he did it all <laughs> in another language and I was sitting there, but, but we we're in one of these little chapels and it had all the paintings over the ceiling and it had all the guards there that look like they're dressed as jesters almost. That's yeah. like his private guard or whatever. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, so it was a pretty crazy experience. Um, but one of those weird ones that just popped up out of nowhere, I'm I'm literally mid meet at swimming, just from my heat, and the organisers come up to me and said, well, we'd like to take you to meet the Pope. I reckon you made the right call. Yeah. In, in, in hindsight. Uh, yeah, in it, hindsight. It feels that way too. In hindsight. But, yeah. but you, when you're so wrapped up in your career, you're so, you're so laser focused, I was like, oh, I don't want to miss a race to meet the Pope. But then I was like, actually... This is probably one for the
3: grandkids. So you get well, to meet the Pope Francis, and he's trying to impress him by remembering the, or any bit of Latin that he knows. <laughs> so he slips down at the Olympic motto: Altius, Fortius, Citius. Yeah. Vene Vidi, Vici, something like that. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, I've that, got some good cool.
5: photos. Uh, my grandparents had a photo of me and the Pope up at... The house, cause they were very wrapped with it. I I had a photo
4: taken of myself and Mikhail Gorbachev when oh, he came to the late the late yeah. uh, Macau. So he came out and did a business sort of speaking to all these corporates and stuff. And this was uh, early in my journalism career, and I was like the I was like a business journal at this yeah. place called um, Business Sydney, this newspaper, and we went there, and it was pretty good. Like it was. He told some, like, funny stories, but the translator was really poor because, ultimately, that's the voice <laughs> that you hear. In, in terms yeah. of, he translated it well, like, word for word. Yeah. But, like, he just didn't have any, like, pizzazz about him and... Yeah. Fell a bit flat, but anyway. But there's a photo of me and me and the great Gorby. There you go. Oh, yeah. Have you got one to match uh, those,
3: Jules? Yeah, not quite. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Like, did you sort of? I'd imagine if I met Gorbachev, you'd you know, they said don't look at the big mark on his head, but you'd sort oh, of, you you yeah. know, kind of staring at it. It, like it, the, it, it, yeah. it was. It's
4: like that scene in the Naked Gun <laughs> where he comes up and he and uh, Leslie Nielsen grabs him in a in a headlock oh, and then he gets yeah. a tea towel and he wipes off. The <laughs> <box> <laughs> and he goes – I knew it. (laughs) 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 Funny how you remember
3: for that. And that that Gorbachev Pizza Hut ad's been played too, you know. Uh, 0457736736. Stu from Cronulla says, I'm sorry, but it's not Serena's moment. It's Isla's moment. She won the match. That that is true. But, I mean, we have to celebrate the end of uh, a, a pretty incredible and illustrious career, Stewie. Stealing the moments again. Not sure she's the goat, Julian. She's if she'd won the twenty fourth, I would grant her that. Yeah, it's not always about the raw numbers. I think there it was much greater depth in women's tennis in Serena's time. There was yeah. So, yeah, and, in and longevity. And yeah, and, you know, it, yeah, it, 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 yeah. Anyway, I mean, that's we can debate goats until the cows come home. Until yeah, the goats come home rather, can't we? It's uh, you know, it's it's hard <laughs> to compare across eras. You know, it's uh, talking about Cameron Munster. You we know, had that dominant game one in Origin, and everyone's talking to him, uh, comparing Munster to Wally Lewis. Yeah, mm. And I was talking to Brian Niebling, the former Queensland back rower. And I said, you know, what do you see? You, you played with the King. And he said, the difference is, is that people assume that the King was sort of this instinct player like Munster. He said, Wally was the best chess player going around. He said that he was two moves ahead. He said, Munster doesn't strike him as that kind of player. He's much more off the cuff than, mm. than Wally is.
4: It so, Doesn't it feel like sometimes, particularly with Jerome Hughes out and no Pappenhausen, that sometimes... The storm game plan is just throw it to money and he'll yeah. sort it out, and yeah. and he he pivots and swifts, you know, he does all these sorts of things, but but it doesn't look like it's, you know, game planned, if you know what I mean.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's you know Billy Smith said years ago, uh, said sometimes when nothing was working, we'd just give the ball to Reg Gasney, <laughs> you know. So good, if you've got good, good enough players, yeah, it's if it works, plan. it works. It's saying it's one thing knowing what they're going to do, it's another thing to stop them. Oh four five seven, seven three six seven three six boys, what about the hit from Mitch Moses on Bromwich? Pretty decent bell ringer, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it
4: was too. He's yeah. had um. You've got to remember Canada, too that he's was, had yeah. um,
3: um a pretty tough time over the
4: last few months. He had death threats against his family. He broke his finger. Mm. To come back, you know, you know, must win game. Like he, I thought he performed really well, and that that combination with Dylan Brown's getting better every week.
5: Will he play for Lebanon at the World Cup, Mitch? I think he probably will because yeah.
4: he won't get chosen for the Kangaroos. So, um,
5: you know,
3: he's done it before under Brad Fittler. I wouldn't be surprised if he does it again. That'd and, be good fun. And Hito the, Hito the Eel says, Great show, gents. Did you see how Ridge was real enthusiastic about being interviewed by Freddie Thursday night? Oh, I missed that. Did you see that on the night? Yeah, so went? that
4: was um,
3: in the sheds, like, you know, when
4: Brad Fittler yeah, sits oh, down and yeah. he does the, the sort of stick with all the players. And, yeah, he wasn't really up and about when he saw Freddie.
5: Would Would Mal have the same opinion as... Uh, Freddie does, do No, you think? Mal, Mal's on record as saying he's someone that
4: I would consider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the interesting thing with him too is that he has represented Fiji before, so he might decide to do that. Or if he doesn't get picked, I think he'll certainly
3: um, represent Fiji. So there you go. Your colleague, Adam Pingilly, in the nine paves this week, uh, floated the idea of, as we've seen in the Premier League, and Mark Bosnich has been a fan of this or champion of this for some time, of the final round playing all eight games concurrently. Like it or hate it? I like it. At the same ground logistically, or all over the place? No, logistically well, it logistically be very tough for broadcasters. Uh, and the NFL have sort of a red zone, so where they sort of chop and change. Oh, let's cut across. it. You like the old around the grounds, but I guess a television version of that. So the idea
5: being, for example, that last night's game isn't necessarily a dead rubber in terms of making the finals. Well, well or... I'll give you an
3: example. So say Canberra, have, they'll be watching the Dragons in Brisbane. If Brisbane yeah. lose, they know they're their home. Yeah. Right. So maybe then they decide to to rest a couple of players. Yeah. Whereas if you had that game on at the same time as Canberra and the Tigers, it would add a bit more interest to those sorts I like of matches. That. Yeah. So I, I think like it's it. a you nonsense. You don't no, like it. I don't. Like did it you tell at Adam right. that? Did you? I did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> what about poor Adam? You have no idea this record weekend? Is that, how's that for bad no. no.
4: Can you imagine it from a broadcaster perspective? Yeah. We've got we've got instead of it'd be nice
3: though if if they could pull it off.
4: It'll never happen. you you could have eyes on eight games. Or you could have eyes on one, and I know which one. Did else
5: you hear is. Sugar floated this idea during the week? He, he can, f- he can float. Yeah, an idea. he loves <laughs> an idea. So every every team plays each other once. At the end of that, what would that be? Sixteen rounds, fifteen rounds. Mm. You have a top seven that's locked in, and they play each other leading into the finals. And the bottom nine play each other for that last spot in the finals. So there's always there's There's less dead rubbers towards the end of the season this This year's probably been at least in my memory and which is that of a goldfish. This has been the worst. Year for blowouts towards the back end of the season. It's um, it's not sugar's worst idea. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I still think I think there is something there. Like I, we haven't hit upon it, and um, Andrew Abdo floated something very similar. You flew it up the mast and saw, you know, who'd salute this idea of the uh, wild card weekend. Ah, uh, yep, yep. Um, yeah. So I, I, I still think there's there needs to be something that engages all of those supporters and clubs that aren't in the top yep. eight and are out of contention, and I'm not sure how you do that i don't mind sugar's idea i don't think he's got it a hundred percent but there's there's definitely something that can be used there
2: yeah it,
3: it needs an injection of something doesn't it at the mm. back end of the year because it's not enough to say oh they're, they're playing for pride and they want to go out and win as yeah. I mean, they're, they're all the, the standard platitudes you hear at this time of the
4: season and you I don't mean, want it, the sort of tanking situation in the afl with draft picks or whatever else i mean yeah. it's, i don't know if apply, there's some way it, that you yeah. can reverse that and Incentivize teams to finish strongly. I, I don't know how you do it, but there, there needs to be some way to keep that interest up. It's not until
5: you start, well, not when you start following, but your team starts falls upon hard times that you start to realise what, what goes on at the bottom of the ladder. For example, oh. the past three, four years, by the time it gets to midpoint in the season, as far as the Bulldogs go, the season's over and you start to lose interest in the comp as a whole, mm. a little bit, just a little bit. Mm. And, and when your team's flying, you're zoned in for 26 rounds. And, and you're looking in. at
3: the draw five weeks oh, ahead. I'm so watching other games going, came.
5: yeah, yeah, you're so zoned into it. But yep. when your team's a, a, a bottom feeder team or, 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 you know, come upon hard times, you do, you, you zone out a bit. You know, you find yourself at the pub and the football zone in the background, you kind of don't look at it. You... you yeah, you, you zone out. But even
4: as a casual observer of two teams that you don't support, like if they're playing for a, like, you know, if you're watching South, oh, it, any team that's in, still in contention has got some interest for you. Yeah.
5: But, yeah, there's been a lot well, of what do you think? The, like, what do you think the ratings were on TV last night for Bulldogs Manly? An absolute torrential early rain. Early yeah. There. What was the crowd? Oh, try and get what a crowd number out there. Oh, I'd, I'd be surprised if it reached over 10,000.
4: Uh, I'll You'd, see if I can find you it. You would actually. be a hardy soul going to that, wouldn't you? If you supported either of those two clubs, mm.
5: yeah. Oh, well, especially when across the other side of town you got the Roosters and uh, Rabbitohs at the new stadium, both in the top eight. Um, and it's such a big game. You're not going to be able to get to a TV in time after going to
3: the first game. No. Was that the crowd at caller? Thirteen thousand six hundred and forty-eight. How many of right? those? How many of those tickets were paid for? <laughs> <laughs> like, origin is a sellout.
5: You mean about hey, 50,000 or so? Does that include my members ticket? Because <laughs> I wasn't there.
4: Can we get a match report from um, the, our, our friends who won the Tigers ticket last weekend? Oh, I yeah. wonder how they went. Like, yeah. that was, um...
5: Text us in. Those those two that won the tickets last yeah. week to the the
3: Tigers match. I hope Tigers. they had a good,
4: a good time. Obviously, they it wasn't didn't a get bad the result. game. It wasn't a bad game and they were in it till the end.
3: Uh, Rooster Mars makes a, a very salient point. Missile, how would all eight games be on at the same time at the same ground? <laughs> what are you? <laughs> <up there>? Oh <laughs> shit! It's <laughs> <laughs> like the the mini kids at half time that play across the field. You know? I, I, mean, I, I don't know. That's very. That's good. That's good, Rooster Mars. Uh, when are you going to get out to Allianz? Will you be there next week? A uh, Sunday, I think I saw it. It's going to be Sunday. It's generally six v seven is on, on potentially. Sunday. Um,
4: the, I've been out there when like to actually check out the ground or whatever else when there's nothing there and it looked impressive even then so I can only imagine what it would be like for you know two foundation clubs arch yeah. rivals going at each other in front of you know 43,000 so
3: for those that that haven't been there yet can you just uh, illustrate what the differences are between the current so the roof comes out over sort the concourse area the the idea uh, is that unless the rain's coming out sideways
4: everyone who sits in the stands is undercover yeah. oh nice yeah which is nice um it's the the gradient of the seats is the same as Bank. ComBank. Yep. Yep. ComBank, so, yes. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's like basically a ComBank on steroids. Yeah. So I, I saw that there were quite – and I guess you would expect it with a sellout. There were really long lines for queues for food, et cetera, mm. whatever and the, toilet else. And yeah. the toilets. This was but, an
5: interesting one I saw about last night. Uh, Maryvale posted half price drinks at the football last night between five and seven. Kick off at 8 p.m. So <laughs> <laughs> you would imagine those people that, that made the most of the half-price drinks between five and seven would have mm. been coming back for the next three hours.
3: That sounds like a front-loaded contract to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's been a lot of consternation about uh, the food choices, the food and beverage prices. $8.20 for a zero-alcohol beer. And I said, that is taking the piss in more ways than one, mm. honestly. yeah, Eight, <laughs> that's, that's not right, is it? It is absolutely not. And, and the
4: thing is, that's fine because, you know, people will pay it on these marquee nights, but what about when we get to round 22 next year and it's yeah. two dud teams? Like, that's that's, that's going to be the hard sell.
5: I, I really hope that they do make a stand and put Roosters and Souths both at that stadium mm. because as a Bulldogs fan... I'd like two opportunities a year to go there and watch a game uh, when they play the Roosters and when they play Souths. Um, I I think it would be crazy to to spend that much on a stadium and have it for the Roosters alone that have one of the smaller
3: supporter bases in the NRL. Now, well, that brings me to my next point. Um, week one finals and home ground finals. I'm of the opinion, and a lot of it said about Penrith playing Parramatta at Penrith, and you've got to shut out tens of thousands of fans. If you're – jockeying the New South Wales State Government to fork out billions of dollars in stadium development, I think you need to use those stadiums. So I'm sorry, Cronulla. I'm sorry, Penrith. But week one of the finals in the hands of the NRL, you can't tell me that if Penrith and Parramatta, for example, weren't playing at even a core stadium or... Com- not that it'd be there, because Parramatta's home ground, but, say, Allianz, that you wouldn't pack the joint out. I think it yeah. it needs to be done on a case-by-case basis.
4: And and I think the the head office, the NRL, should be the one that decides where you play the grounds. Because... I get the yes. Cronulla thing right. So they've got a capacity of about 12,000. Yep. They move that to Alliance, you might get 15 or 16. You know, like so say one, if it was the, the, know, Manly play, Gold Coast, play, for example. they're Atlanta, playing the, so they Cowboys. They're the, bridge, playing the yeah. Cowboys. No Cowboys fans are going to go to that. Yeah. And the Sharks fans aren't going to travel. And yeah. I actually reckon you'll get a better experience at Shark Park, having been there when it was packed out last yeah. Saturday. So gotcha. I'm happy for that one to stay there. But with this one, this is a huge opportunity to have 60,000 fans you can only get, you know, whatever, 20 it is at Panthers. Yep. I'd imagine that some members wouldn't even be able to no. attend. That Their membership... It's not a Panthers event, right? Even though yep. it's in Penrith, yep.
3: Yep. it's an NRL event. So there'll be a, this is a thing you're shutting out, not just Parramatta fans, but a host and, of and Penrith I, fans. Too. I understand that by doing that, you're probably going to
4: have more or as many Parramatta fans as there are Penrith ones. But I think in terms of the spectacle, what you want to show on TV, the money that comes in, the opportunity to actually attend it,
3: I would move that, that game. Mm. So say so the Bulldogs get the host at Belmore week one. Would you give that up to move to combat yourself? 100%.
5: Yeah. 100%.
3: And and the fact that
5: you give some home grounds and not others is is a bit loaded as well. Because, well, if, if I'm the Bulldogs then and we play Melbourne week one of the finals next year, I'm saying, sweet, we'll play that at Belmore, thanks. Mm. That's our home, ga- home ground, you know. Because, again, you won't pack out in a core when you play against Melbourne. But I want that real home ground feel and I want to take it to Belmore. So like, it's picking and choosing like they, the fact that they didn't even consider Penrith, but they did consider Cronulla. Um, I don't it, know.
3: Is it still the case, Adrian, that say, for example, was Gold Coast and North Queensland, even they would have the home ground, but it, because it's a region, it's not considered a home ground per se. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about that one. But I, I just think that, that gets it has messy.
4: to be... Yeah, it does get messy. But I, I think it needs to be the right, right stadium for the right game. I think that you just have to make a call on, on an individual basis. We've got this massive stadium network. Forget about where the funds are uh, are being invested and, and the whole politics of it. Play it more often than not where you're going to get uh, A, the best experience and, and B, the most fans.
3: Round the grounds in the NRLW, Broncos four uh, lead the Titans nil. They're trying the ninth minute to Jamie Chapman. Looking ahead to the games today in the men's version, we've got at three o'clock. You the call cool live right here on NRL Nation. The Warriors and the Titans, Mount Smart Stadium. Oh, just on that quickly, Adrian, are they looking ahead to the draw next year? I think they've only got what nine home games in, in New Zealand. Did really? I, read? And, uh, I think it was it was not many. And let's talk about what's what would be a sufficient reward. For a team like the Warriors, considering they've been away from home for the good part of the You were two years, More than nine. I, yeah, I absolutely. Thought.
4: And look, they're playing the um, All-Stars game there. But I think the more content you can pump into New Zealand, the Like better. a magic round, maybe, potentially? Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I think all of those things should be on the table. At, at some point, do we play an Origin game there? I mean, that would yep. be huge. Yep. And look, they have been... <laughs> They haven't been able to do any development in New Zealand. Their fans have been deprived of footy. It's a little bit of an opportune time in that the All Blacks and, and rugby isn't going quite as strongly as it normally does. Mm. So you want to... They've made a massive sacrifice
3: to keep the competition going for three years, and you sh- it should be rewarded and acknowledged. Dragons, Broncos, 5.30, at Net Strata Jubilee Stadium, and then the Cowboys against the uh, Panthers, Reggie's Queensland Country Bank Stadium, 7.35pm. Then tomorrow, the 2 o'clock game is the Knights and the Sharks as they look to cement... Second spot on the ladder and get themselves the, the home final at Shark Park, and then the Tigers and the Radio Raiders, Raiders, uh, at the dilapidated Leichhardt Oval. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Nick Curios has just won his match in straight sets against JJ Wolf. So success for the Aussies in their third round matches. Of course, earlier Isla Tomlanovich defeated Serena Williams, the great Serena Williams, in three sets. You're on Saturday Crunch Time.
2: 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. This is NRL Crunch Time.
3: Wins in the tennis to Ila Tomlanovich and Nick Kyrgios. Uh, G'day, fellas! Great game of tennis. Good win by the Aussie girl. Yes, that is Ila Tomlanovic. Does anyone know why Serena was wearing a watch? This is interesting. I, is that, there a rule against for it? In, for no, endorsement no, it purposes. Just, yeah, no doubt. I would, I would say yeah. so. Yeah. I would so, say you, so you know yeah. that
5: uh, Rafa, uh, Usain Bolt used to wear one. Uh, Johan Blake wore one. Were all mm. sponsored by Richard Millet, who also sponsors the Formula One now. Yeah. Those watches start around oh. half a million dollars, 500K, for the one that Usain was running the 100 metres in. So they're half a
3: rung up from the Casio that I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Would Does you yeah. swim in one of those, Missile? Uh, for a half a million dollar watch, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay, so you had a choice of that watch you're meeting the Pope... Watch. <laughs> <laughs> you're like going straight to hell with a hand. Oh, I, <laughs> well, I was saying to people, so
5: after I met him and he shook my hand, I was saying basically I can hand out blessings with oh. this right hand. Oh. So if you'd like a blessing after the show, you'd like me to absolve your sins and sort of, you
3: know, put the hand on your forehead and give the you... The laying a... on of hands. Yeah. They do, do a pop quiz. I'm going to run through the Ten Commandments. How do you break... Thou shall not kill. No, I've done that. <laughs> Covet your neighbour's wife and property. <laughs> <laughs> Fast Afternoon, Shaggers. Has anyone heard from the reptile uh, who was mowing off during the week on SEN saying how his rabbitos were going to flog the roosters last night? What an A-grade, says rooster. <laughs> yeah, a bit of rooster rabbito animosity going in here. And it, is... it'll go on for another week. How good? It will. There a chance.
4: Oh, of course
3: they are. Of course they are. Uh, of course they are alive in the finals. A lot of teams are not the top 80s. Can we say it's set? Brisbane aren't going to make it, are they? No. No, no let's say no. it's a, let's say. Uh, Mad Monday stories. You would have covered a few. I reckon you would have buried a few, no doubt, in your time. Yeah. It's
4: Look, some of the better clubs and the Bulldogs' early doors, one of the things they used to do was they would invite everyone – on Monday morning at like at about eleven o'clock or whatever else and they'd wheel out the soberest bloke in the joint like it might like be like Sam a, Cassiano. Like like a Mick or someone. But it like wasn't Ca- yeah. really, Was
3: it, was yeah. of- no. it? And they
4: said, them. listen, they're in their dress, take photos of them and then like yeah, respectfully leave them to yeah. go and do their thing. And then some like media outlets would just hang around and wait for uh, them to turn stuff up anyway, so you, you can't win. But it, yeah. Yeah. I think that's not a bad policy to actually say this is where we are, rather than having people staked out in the bushes and in Agreed. scissor lifts and all that sort of stuff. It's I'll give <laughs> you
3: who hides <laughs> oh, a scissor yeah. lift. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'll give you a tip: if 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 you're going to get up to mischief, well, they're they're all going to get up to mischief on Mad Monday. Don't do it fancy dress. Because then if something comes like out, dogs yeah, they go, those, yeah. oh, it was a bloke dressed as... Luigi. Yeah, 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 yeah. So don't go in fancy dress. Just go normal attire, especially if you're going to be in public. Because if something goes wrong, it's so easy to identify, all right, Monday midday, who was the bloke dressed as the Incredible Hulk? It's like... <laughs> They just yeah. you may, may as well hand yourself in. Uh, if if you're a coach, don't go to Mad Monday. Or I think it might have been Gus who or oh, someone who said who, who
4: comes in and says, "I go in, I buy a round of drinks, and then I head straight for the door." Oh, I heard because that. Because if you if you remember, uh, Jason Taylor, he participated yeah, in Mad, Mad Longo, Monday and he, yes, yeah, so he yeah. came dressed as uh, Danielson from Karate Kid, mm. and he hung around a little bit too too long, and it got a bit heated with himself and David Falongo, and the footage of the incident came out as well. Oh, and, really? Yeah, yeah. So, so South sacked him over the incident. Like, it was a pretty big deal at the time. Like, he lost his job. So it's if you're a, a coach, leave that to the players. That, that's Good quite to, the mismatch, isn't
3: it? You know? Yes. Well, Trent Barrett liked to, to drink with the players, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, yes. It's I, not, I, a, I think it was Brian Smith who said something similar. You know, go and sit down and have one beer and then go home.
4: I just yeah. remember there was, like, these – there was footage came out of that that South Sydney Mad Monday incident where – they had all of these shots that were lined up on the bar, and then they lit them. Yeah. And I think Jason Taylor and others were like so drunk. They were trying to blow the shots out, but couldn't before uh, they were drinking oh it. it. was You just
5: thought, this is a slippery slope. I've got a little Mad Monday story for you. This is, this is Swimming Mad Monday, so it's not the exact same. So 2012 Olympic Trials. We do the trials down in Adelaide, and I swim this amazing time, and it's huge news at the time. What and time was it? 47, that was my best ever. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So uh, the New South Wales Institute <laughs> oh, of Sport uh, come to me and say, uh, we know you're going to want to go out and party, but you know there's world media here in Adelaide for this event, and you're going to stick out like dog's balls. So uh, can you stay at home and have the party at where you're staying? And I, we were staying at this hotel in Adelaide down in Glenelg near the beach, but also had this adjoining uh, heritage cottage. And a couple of our, our swimmers from our, the N-Swiss were in this cottage. So I said, all right, we're going to have a party in this cottage. And I started spreading the word around pool deck. I'm, I'm hosting a big party in Glenelg down near the beach in this cottage. And N-Swiss had, had <laughs> basically given me the green light to host this party, essentially. We ended up having about 100 people in this house, in this cottage in Glenelg. And the place gets trashed. <laughs> And they send a cleaning bill for about $10,000, I think it was, to N-Swiss. And it gets to the end of financial year. And the guy who was in charge of swimming at swiss buries it because he doesn't want anyone to find out. And just before we go over to the London Olympics, uh, you know, end of financial year, they, they, they come across this bill for about $10,000. <laughs> <laughs> and they come to me and they say, What's, what on earth? What's the go? The $10,000? And I said, look you told me to host this party, not to go, like, you can't, you can't put this back on me now. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so Swiss ended up paying for it, uh, $10,000 to have this uh, cottage cleaned after this, this party for the, the London Olympic
3: trials. Wow. So the auditor's a red flagged. Can I ask you this question? Being a swimmer, do you ever want to get away from pool parties? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love a pool party. That's yeah. where I do some of my best work. I bet Mark would be the old Marco Polo, eh? <laughs> yeah. Out of water. It's like what do golfers do when they retire? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. I also reckon
4: that if you're the NRL and you determine, you know, target testing when it comes to drugs, I am sending out all of my troops on that Monday uh, afternoon. Yeah. Because like yeah. Yeah, Ben was an example. That that happened in the wake of Mad Monday celebrations. Yeah. He had a cocaine positive. I reckon all of that that sort of uh, chicanery happens at that time and yeah. the the clubs and the players should be put on notice. That's they must be sending target testing out
3: of that. It's time. like when you get the parking cops. So say I live in Parramatta, You had Melbourne and Para Thursday night. Sell out, and the streets are just jammed with cars. I said, if you just want to make a mint, send the parking cops because everyone's in the no stop Yeah, yeah. So, yeah it's, I feel it's like they might almost not want to send out any testers then because I have no one left to play.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, the Panthers, Reggies are all of a sudden raging hot favourites. <laughs> uh, this is Saturday, Crows talk.
2: 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. This is NRL Crunch Time.
3: Adrian Bashenko, James Magnuson. I'm Julian King. 0457 736 736. Old Berry, the Canterbury fans, are. they know when you're, I think their phone's penguin Miss on air. <laughs> uh, when I played junior league in the Canterbury district in the 70s, there was a knockout competition for all the teams that didn't make the semi-finals. I think it would be great to do the same thing in the NRL. Yeah, would yeah. you get behind it, though? Like it's, it's, it's one competition. Well, what, are you, is there not? I mean, what are you playing for, though? Exactly. Is it like it's a slight golf? Is it a salary cap yeah.
4: exemption?
5: or a, Everything's got to be know. cash, I think. As a player, um, and Tim Menas spoke about it a couple of weeks ago when he was on our show. People, Fans were saying, what about the pride in the jersey and that sort of stuff? He said, look, as a player it doesn't really factor in uh it's got to be monetarily incentivized um so if you're playing if you're if you're playing let's say for 170,000 dollars which isn't a lot but every player in the team wins it's 10k was, to this block
4: or it's just not much. Well, I was gonna say if you win the minor premiership, it's a hundred. If you win yeah. the major one, it's two hundred. Oh, yeah. So Sorry. you'd be paying yeah, for yeah, paying yeah. for about twelve dollars well, or whatever. Say, the yeah. bottom, mate. But <laughs> if if you pass
5: that directly onto the players and they win ten thousand each,
3: that's worth getting up for, right? Mm, 100000 hundred grand for the minor premiership, by the way. That's that is, uh, that, is ah, that is unders. So poor, oh, isn't it? It's a so stationary ridiculous. budget. is yeah. yeah. Uh the Bulldogs should hire Amy Stadium. Uh, close the roof, lock the gates, and they can dress up and dance to the house content.
5: Yeah,
3: works. That, so. Stadium party. Stadium, oh, <laughs> yeah. stadium rock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I so can get be... Timmy Trumpet in there. He doubles as the grand final <laughs> the entertainment and Mad Monday. You see Timmy Trumpet yeah, in the, ba- the first post. That was, that was pretty cool. Was yeah. pre- now, I just want to touch on something last night. Video ref Ashley Klein in the bunker. In the second half, remember the Roosters challenged interference on Luke Keary during a kick chase? Yeah. I think it was Tavita Totola. Who he backed in. He wasn't looking at the ball, but he backed into the Roosters 5 Ashley Klein said, uh, you know, penalty, uh, challenge, successful. But it was not cynical. I don't think I've ever heard. Is <laughs> an usual cat, Ashley Klein. But have you ever heard a referee or, or somebody, an official of any description use that word cynical or to describe a player as not cynical? I actually didn't mind it. Or maybe I'm the only one, but
4: I know what he was trying to say. I, I understand the message he was trying to convey. It wasn't a deliberate attempt to run
3: someone off the ball. It's okay. i I reckon that's six, six to go play on. Dictionary.com. Cynical. Concerned only with one's own interests and typical disregarding accepted standards in order to achieve them. <laughs> Given he was trying to buck the rules, I would say that it was very much cynical. Blow at the bunker. Yeah. 045736. Oh, seven, 736, Just an update from this uh, third ODI between Australia and Zimbabwe in Zimbabwe and Townsville. Australia out for 141. Uh, 94 to Warner to play a lone hand and three for 60 now. Zimbabwe three for 60. I can't see. Hang on, I'll just drag this over. Uh, in uh, Starks, none for 22. One ball remaining in his fourth. How many overs have gone? I can't see that. Uh, at the end of the 15th, 15th and
5: 146. On is that their national animal on their symbol there, Zimbabwe?
3: Is that a. Yeah, it would a be. I don't, I don't think it's a parrot. Oh. I'll, I'll get uh, Marcos Baghdadis to Google that frantically and then, then put the answer in the chat box and I'll say it and say make it look like I know the answer. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's a good trivia question. Yeah. Uh, this afternoon, Warriors, Titans, Mount Spart Stadium. You'll hear the call with Sam Hewitt and Tony Kemp. The Warriors uh, were set to welcome back a few key players. They're going to field a pretty different-looking side on game day. Sean Johnson's got that calf complete, uh, Montoya with the knee and uh, Rocco Berry with the toe all... Late exclusions from the team with uh, Dejan Arsi, uh, Viliama Valea, and Edward Cozzie all coming into the side. Ewan Aiken, uh, Jesse Arthurs, Wade Egan all set to return for the Titans centre. Philip Sammy returns for the trip to Auckland after missing round 24 due to a head knock. Now, toss of to the. G- you think Warriors would be too good at home, Adrian? Just get a quick tip for you. Yeah, side. I've
4: gone Warriors at home. Um, massive decision for the Warriors to make in the off-season around Sean Johnson. I know he's contracted. Oh, yeah. But he's on a lot of he money. He's on big money? Yeah, he's on, he's on good coin. He hasn't really performed consistently. Sort of start to wonder if he's past it. You know, they've got a couple of young guys like Ronald Volkman that they've given a little bit of first grade to.
3: Luke Metcalf is going there too, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, be good.
4: so he's been a good player for a long time. It sort of feels like he never quite reached the heights that we expected him to. Like yeah. There was a, a period there seven or eight years ago where he was one of the, the top dogs in the game. Hasn't really worked out, and I I don't know if he's going to get any better. Joel
5: Kane gave this uh, stat that uh, once once a team's playing for nothing, once it's a dead rubber, always tip the home team. Teams don't travel well once they're out of contention for the finals, and I've followed it loosely with my punting over the past
3: five, four or five weeks. It works really well. It's his 170 grand multi. <laughs> right there. Uh, Dragons, Broncos, Jubilee Stadium, a 5.30. Uh, Griffin named the same 17 that... Just got the job done against the Tigers last week. Adam Reynolds, like it to play or not, do we think, Adrian? Haven't got any mail on that. But the interesting thing for me
4: with these two teams is both clubs re-signed their coaches at the start of the year Mm, when they didn't have to. And now they're both going to miss out. And I wonder if they'd had their time again. Whether they thought, you know, would yeah. would, would we be sticking with Anthony Griffin if he wasn't contracted mm. for next year? Same with Kevy. Like it's been, I actually think it's been an okay season in that they've improved. But given how like they've just fallen off a cliff, It the would last have got them in the eight weeks. in the past
3: few years? Right, the points that they're on thirty and twenty six, well, possibly twenty eight. Right, you've got to commend
4: the coach who, who gets improvement, and they have climbed True. the ladder. But just given how well they were playing, and they they absolutely steamrolled Parramatta about five or six weeks Mm. ago, and now
5: they're absolutely legless. Here's one for you just quickly. Uh, They were talking, would you keep Payne Haas or let him go? Payne Haas has played the past five weeks, four or five weeks, since they've dropped off that cliff. The player that's been missing, Pat Carrigan, I think you let Haas go, invest in Carrigan, and bring in another big name. Interesting.
4: Well, he's contracted for another couple of years. It's, you know, he... Look, the, on, on the, big money, like, what, 750 He's I on big know. money. He's also That's... had to do it on his own. Like, I think it's, it just shows how much the Broncos rely on, on himself and Carrigan. The thing is, if, if the Broncos had actually granted his request, which was to have uh, top eight performance scores in his contract, he'd be a free agent now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, he could be gone. Yeah.
3: And then you've got the Cowboys, Panthers, Queensland, Country Mac Stadium, 7.35. 13 players rested. So we're going to see debuts to Thomas Jenkins, Liam Henry and Jack Cole. Oh, just a quick word on Charlie Staines. Gets another run, but uh, where's his likely destination? He's allowed to to look elsewhere.
4: Tigers are apparently having a bit of a sniff. So (laughs) Centre of excellence. Centre of Excellence. Oh, I had a chance to go there last oh, night. Oh, did so you? Chris
3: Warren said, mate, I, I need somebody to MC the Junior Awards tonight. And I said, sorry, mate, I'm working. As it turns out, I didn't have to work last night. But I, <laughs> you know, no, it's a, I just want to sort of check out the Centre of Excellence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it impressive? What's that? He didn't go. Oh, you didn't no, go. I came oh, okay, here no, okay, and I, right, right, I right. necked two furfies out of the fridge and watched the game. <laughs> while Jared was calling the Swans Going well done to the Swans as well. Make your next adventure effortless with a Dometic Go collection. Just pack, stack and go. So the Saturday preview, all thanks to our great friends at Dometic. You're on Saturday Crunch Time. Well, it was
0: another weekend of one leg misses, new misses for the Crunch Time NRL team. Stats, but they're just getting them out before finals hit. How did you go last week? I uh, had a win. had a win.
6: Had a oh. win. Had a so that's $4.72. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a good one, actually. Like I said last week, I've gone back to basics, which is, uh, which is seeming to uh, get, get a, some better results. And I've gone back to basics again this week. So uh, what other winners did we have?
0: Well, how's this? So we know Shaq was in the country, a different dabbler by the name of Shaq K. He's obviously been inspired by the big man. He's hit a $101 same-game multi on the Rabideaus and Cowboys matchup, which is just insane amounts of money to be hitting. Uh, And the Cast Patrol, who have been doing really well all season, a twelve dollar fifty multi and that had a, a couple of copies, which we really love to see other dabblers just hitting that copy bet button and having a win.
6: yeah, I love nrL free bets as well um I love their <laughs> multis um yeah and, and actually there there there's a lot of thought and uh process goes behind their uh their multi so you having a couple of copies there as well, and that's the best part about
0: it with the with the copy button don't have to do any work, everyone else does the research for you. I know it's absolutely uh, incredible but but let's chat about the crunch time NRL tips uh, obviously going to the last round they've gone the Warriors to win uh, St. George Dragons to get up over the Broncos so given the Broncos no chance and the Cowboys which I think are pretty short dollar ten to get up as well that one's paying $3.79 what do you think? Yeah, it's a risky one. The, the Broncos and
6: Dragons one, Josh, is a really risky one because there's a lot of ex Broncos that are playing and coaching at the the Dragons now. So there's a there's a real grudge, mm-hmm. ma- grudge match that's uh, emerging there. So that's one I'm I'm, I'm probably going to try and stay away from because I can't really read it. There's so much at stake for the Brisbane Broncos, and not many know whether they're going to yep. be able to you know, live up to those expectations. Uh, you know, the Penrith Panthers have. Rested uh, 10 players. We've got a couple of players out injured as well. So have really got a second-grade team playing, which is a great occasion for them. But the Cowboys should be way too strong, hence why they're, they're so short. And yeah. the Warriors, well, I've got to say, I, I question the Warriors when there's a big occasion and it's a big occasion for their last game. It's a sellout at Mount Smart. I don't think they can answer the call. So uh, when we look at what I'm looking at this weekend, again, I've just focused on one game. And I've focused on that Warriors who are hosting the Gold mm-hmm. Coast Titans. Um, and I'm going to take the Gold Coast Titans head-to-head. AJ Brimson, prolific try scorer for the Titans. I think he'll score any time. And also, the, the left-side back row, the, the Dolby Destroyer, Bo more who has scored a lot of tries this year in the back row, and I think he's going to score another one today. So, Gold Coast Titans head-to-head. Bo for any time try scorer. AJ Brimson, any time try scorer.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. That's the example of what you're saying about other people doing the hard work for you. That is a detailed match report going on there. That's is it a uh, is it a disappointing end for the Broncos? Obviously, they're not going to make the eight. You think? Well, if they win, if they win today
6: and um, and Canberra get beaten tomorrow, well, it'll it'll come down to well the Broncos will win if they both lose. It comes down to to four and against. So there's still a chance the Broncos can make it, but still so much to play for, uh, you know, with the last game of the season. So, um, yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting viewing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we've also got up on the Crunch Time NRL uh, account. If you download the Dabble app, you can check out the Saturday Scorers Multi. That's paying just over $6, and they've had some success there with those multis as well. So, of course, download the Dabble app, uh, follow Stats 13, follow Crunch Time NRL, and go on, have a dabble, dabble socially, and gamble responsibly.